next on the 5 o'clock report. Multiple people down. He just came in and there was a loud pop. This doesn't happen here. They will know that they are going to die. We are going to respond forcefully. We went through a lot to get here. We told Ford to pony up and they did. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Main manhunt. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Residents in the town of Lewiston, Maine, continue to shelter in place while the search goes on for a suspected mass killer. Police say 18 are dead, 13 injured, including three in critical condition after last night's shooting inside a bowling alley and a bar. This man scrambled for cover in the alley. I just looked in down the lane and I slid into where the pins are and climbed up in the ravine and was on top of the ravine until the cops got there. An arrest warrant issued for 40-year-old Army veteran Robert Card, considered armed and dangerous. Meantime, worried local residents can only hunker down and wait out the manhunt. This doesn't happen here. I, I stopped by my mother's house to put the bar in her sliding glass door and make sure her doors were locked. She always leaves her doors open. I will not be leaving my doors open anymore. Dozens of local, state, and federal law enforcement officials combing the area around Lewiston, Maine, looking for card. Nighttime in the Middle East right now. Last night, Israeli forces conducted their most sustained ground action in Gaza yet. We did a uh, tactical raid, which means that the forces went in and then went out during the night in order to prepare the battlefield and to uh, prepare ourselves for coming operations. IDF spokesman Jonathan Conricus, who says they were able to take out a key a Hamas commander. Meantime, Gaza civilians continue to suffer from both Hamas and from Israeli airstrikes. This Palestinian doctor says the situation is virtually hopeless for some. They will know that they are going to die because the hospital have nothing to offer to them. Many in this country are calling for the U.S. to also more directly confront Iran, which is backing Hamas and other anti-Israeli, anti-U.S. forces in the region. Retired U.S. Army Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg. You make it very clear to him. We are in this. There's 33 dead Americans. We are going to respond forcefully. This afternoon, Iran's foreign minister speaking at the U.N. threatened the U.S. it will not be spared if it continues to be involved in the Israel-Hamas war. On Capitol Hill, the sound from the speaker. The 56th speaker, the Honorable Mike Johnson. The Louisiana Republican knows any honeymoon is going to be short-lived. We went through a lot to get here, but we are ready to govern. What's he all about? Here's CBS's Scott McFarland. Johnson has previously opposed more U.S. aid for Ukraine, an issue that fiercely divides Republicans. Johnson has opposed abortion rights and supports a nationwide abortion ban. And last month, he voted against a deal cut with Democrats to keep the government open. And the next government shutdown deadline is November 17th. One down, two of Detroit's big three remaining. United Auto Workers Union reaching a tentative deal with Ford. It could become official if ratified by UAW members. UAW President Sean Fain. We told Ford to pony up, and they did. We won things nobody thought was possible. Striking Ford workers will go back to work while membership votes on that deal. A real variety pack of weather around the country right now. There could be a foot of snow or more on the ground in parts of North Dakota and parts of the upper Midwest and the Northern Plains. And then, while at the same time, temperatures by this weekend in the mid-Atlantic into the mid-80s. Meteorologist Chris Chris Warren at the Weather Channel. Our own meteorologist, Kevin Williams, will have our updated forecast later in this newscast. Meantime, a chaotic situation in Acapulco, Mexico, after that popular resort city took a direct hit from Hurricane Otis. No power or internet, flooding, widespread damage, and looting. The Army has been called out to help clear blocked roads. CBS's Steve Kathan. Some positive U.S.
less economic news today. Significant gains in the last quarter at a better than expected pace of 4.9%. What drove this increase? Consumer spending. It propelled third quarter growth despite high interest rates and higher than desired energy prices. Consumers spent on both goods and services and also companies built up their inventories. Business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Foreign automakers Hyundai and Kia taking steps to upgrade their theft-plagued vehicles. The two Korean brands holding mobile clinics in several cities to put in a software update for vehicles that are at high risk of theft due to a social media challenge. The update has been available for a while, but it's required a visit to a dealer. Many cities have sued to recoup the cost of dealing with the additional theft. Correspondent Jeff Gilbert in Detroit. And apparently even death isn't enough to completely stop perhaps the most popular music group ever. Get ready for the Beatles, the AI version. Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr have just announced a song called Now and Then, first written and sung by John Lennon, will be released a week from today. They say it's emotional. CBS's Deborah Rodriguez. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report today, who paid for Governor Hochul's trip to Israel? giving PA parents a louder voice in curriculum choices, and are the battered Buffalo Bills still ready for prime time? Partly cloudy and mild tonight. Much of Pennsylvania, partly to mostly cloudy in New York with nothing more than a brief shower. Low temps, 50s to near 60. On Friday, partly sunny, central and eastern Pennsylvania. Variable cloudiness with a chance of a shower elsewhere, warm. High temperatures low to mid-70s. Saturday, mostly cloudy, showers arriving and turning cooler. Morning highs, 60s and low 70s, and very chilly areas do early next week. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. Enjoy it while you can. Checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. A new controversy for New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Her office isn't saying who paid for her trip to Israel. The latest from Family Life's Jeremy Miller. Hochul's office said a New York-based nonprofit committed to paying for her trip while taxpayers are covering her state police security team. Now, state police won't say how many troopers accompanied Hochul or what it cost. The State Ethics Commission is still reviewing the arrangement and good government groups say the refusal to name the nonprofit and the lack of approval before the trip raises red flags. Third parties can pay for travel, but not if it can be seen as an attempt to influence an official. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Thank you, Jeremy. There's a constitutional amendment on the ballot when early voting starts Saturday in New York that would allow small cities to borrow what they need to upgrade schools. If approved, it would allow cities of 125,000 or fewer people, say Ithaca, Niagara Falls, Batavia, to have borrowing ability similar to places like New York City. Small city districts will be able to have the same purchasing power. Schools say they need the cash for large purchases like roofs and security. We all support it. We're hoping that uh, the public will too. Opponents say it goes back to the old adage, what you borrow, you have to pay. A shocker on the New York State Thruway in western New York today. Two people were shot, one fatally, near the Peace Bridge on the I-190 south in downtown Buffalo late this morning. The vehicle involved appeared to be from the Buffalo Sewer Authority. The Erie County Sheriff's Department and New York State Police are among those investigating the shooting, which forced the closure of that busy section of the 190. At last report, officials were urging the public to continue avoiding the area.
A shelter-in-place safety protocol was activated at a Buffalo public school yesterday afternoon. That story from Family Life's D. Haley. A violent student outburst occurred at Buffalo Public School number 45 during dismissal yesterday, prompting a shelter-in-place order. School number 45 is Buffalo's international school. Yesterday's incident follows a number of outbursts in the past few weeks, including at Riverside High School and Burgard Vocational High School. Yesterday's outburst marked the first one at an elementary school. Dee Haley, Family Life News. Thank you, Dee. Get your latest COVID-19 shot yet? Fewer New Yorkers are. You know, it's a different time than it was in the in the midst of COVID. Bradley Arthur is a pharmacist in western New York. I think there was a little bit of fatigue, to be honest with you, from the last wave. You know, people are trying to move beyond COVID. Dr. Thomas Russo is an infectious disease expert in Buffalo. I think people have to realize, though we'd like to be done with COVID, it's still out there. We are likely going to have an increasing number of cases as we head into the holidays and the cooler weather where we spend more time indoors. Just 4.5% of the upstate population has received the latest COVID vaccine. Pennsylvania now. Two bills approved in the state Senate could fundamentally alter education in the Commonwealth. Both are designed to improve transparency in public schools by allowing parents a bird's eye view of what's being taught in the classroom. You are limiting children's access to information. It just smacks of censorship to me. Yeah, Duffy Batzer is a teacher in the Carlisle School District and is not okay with the parental rights legislation. This idea that we're indoctrinating because we are trying to teach children critical thinking and an openness to information is just, it's very frustrating. One bill allows parents to shield their kids from sexually explicit reading material. The other requires teachers post curriculum online so parents can see it. What's the harm in that? Unless there's something being taught that we're trying to hide. State Senator Doug Mastro I remember growing up you know, during the Cold War and uh, listening to how the you know, kids in the Soviet Union were indoctrinated and parents had no say in education. We are headed, not hyperbolic, we're headed in that direction. The controversial education reforms now move to the Democrat-controlled Statehouse for consideration. It's still not too late to honor your preacher during Clergy Appreciation Month. Family Life asked a regional minister in our listing area what pastors find meaningful. Sandy Hassenauer of the American Baptist Churches says a handwritten note says a lot. It's very nice to get an email that says, hey, loved what you did. Thank you so much. But I don't want to discount the beauty of sending a card. And it feels so much more personal. And it means... They took more time. The pastor to 50 congregations in the Rochester, Genesee region says many clergy would appreciate more people returning to in-person worship. Pastors talk about it's difficult to have the same energy around worship when people are not physically present. Reverend Hausenhauer says that in-person attendance also boosts the faith and enthusiasm of other worshipers who are there. Well, we'll see if the struggling Buffalo Bills are still ready for primetime players. They host Tampa Bay in a couple of hours on Thursday night football kickoff after eight at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. Bills head coach Sean McDermott on the team dealing with adversity. He notes quarterback Josh Allen can't solve all their problems by himself. Josh can all of us, right? We all we all have to do a better job, myself included, and it's, it's putting the players in position, and then when, when in position, the players have to make the plays. I mean, that's no different than when we were winning like we were earlier in the year compared to the last three games. 
I don't know if it'll help, but the team will be sporting their popular Color Rush uniforms tonight. A blue-blue-white combination last worn in 2021. Traffic is expected to be heavy in and around the stadium. A few few school districts around the stadium dismissed classes early today over traffic concerns, displeasing some parents, but likely not displeasing their school-age kids. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Markets experiencing another tumultuous day today. That's driven primarily by weakness in communication services, which includes companies like Meta and Alphabet. Investors shifting their focus to dividend-paying companies and looking for safety in treasuries. WTI continued lower as uncertainty remains among supply and demand. Real GDP for Q3 was published today and it was the highest in nearly two years. That comes after lower inflation and before the Fed's next meeting on November 1st. The Dow today losing 252 points, the NASDAQ lost 226, and the S&P 500 fell 50. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. A significant financial risk in early retirement is called sequence of returns risk. Hi, I'm Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. That may sound like unimportant accounting stuff, but it's critical to retirees. This risk involves the stock market having a protracted downturn right around the time someone retires, causing their retirement money to shrink significantly. There are ways to guard against sequence of returns risk if you plan ahead. Here are two. First, before retiring, build a cash reserve in an account, such as a money market account. That's not subject to the ups and downs of the stock market. Second, plan well enough that you can be flexible with your spending. That will allow you to cut back on your expenditures until the market recovers. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, faithfi.com. All right, thank you very much, sir. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, giving new meaning to the close of business. Oh, let me out of here. Let me out. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Let Kevin Williams, and here is your family life weather forecast. A balmy day winding down. A pretty nice day for many of you in Pennsylvania, the southern tier of New York, close to Lake Ontario, where a little gray and wet. The expectation is there'll be a couple of scattered showers the next 24 hours, but it'll be rain-free most of the time. It'll continue to be warm. Skies will be partly cloudy in Pennsylvania, cloudy to partly cloudy in New York, and there could be a stray shower. Low temps, 50s, and near 60. But tomorrow, clouds, some sun, a shower or two here and there, and warm. High temps, 70s. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin Williams. And finally, at five, a customer at a New York business received quite the surprise at the close of business. We get our story from Family Life's Brian Query. A customer accessing his safety deposit box at a New York business ended up locked in a vault for more than 10 hours Tuesday night. The New York Fire Department said the man was in the vault in the basement of World Diamond Tower when employees who were unaware of his presence closed the door. Firefighters were called to the scene and were able to communicate with the man, but quickly determined the vault was on a timer lock and couldn't be opened by employees. Since the man was not in danger of running out of oxygen, they did what they thought was best. Nothing. And they waited until the time lock opened at 6.15 a.m. Wednesday, when the man was found safe. Brian Query, Finley Life News. Well put, sir. That's the world we live in for Thursday, October 26, 2023. We thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.